0: Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over thirty years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find, only at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly B21. I do enjoy tearing herbs. It's so much more tactile and then it releases all these great aromas leaves my fingertips smelling amazing. Mm. Hi, this is Play Me A Recipe, and I'm Aarti Menon. Welcome to my kitchen in Prospect Heights in Brooklyn. Today we'll be making one of my favorites. It's Ottolenghi's super fresh, super yummy, and very repeatable couscous, cherry, tomato, and herb salad. The entire recipe for this is linked in the show notes if you need to refer to it. But otherwise, cook along with me. I would love the company. And remember, you can always hit pause if you need a second and jump right back in. So what goes in this dish? First of all, a heap of fluffy couscous with some cherry tomatoes that we're gonna blister. I've got yellow onion that we're gonna slice and caramelize and some golden raisins. Now, besides these, you're gonna need some dried spices, Russell hanout and toasted cumin seeds, crunchy almonds, either whole and chopped or slivered. And for this extra nutty, herb-filled dressing, we're gonna need cilantro, mint, a juicy lemon, some olive oil, and salt and pepper, of course. And everything's gonna come together in a large mixing bowl, which I have here at the ready. And I've also got a frying pan on the stove. Okay, let's get started. First of all, I've got a cup and two thirds of water and I need it to boil. So I've got my little trusty saucepan on the stove. I'm gonna set it to boil. One of my objectives this year is to, is to buy a kettle, but until then it's the it's the saucepan. Um, so I've got that boiling and while it does, I've combined over here a cup and a half of dried couscous in a large mixing bowl. And I've got two tablespoons of olive oil that's going in. And we have a teaspoon of Russell hanout. Now, the next thing to add is about uh, three fourths of a teaspoon of salt. In it goes into the mixing bowl with the couscous. And you'll want to give it a couple of cracks of- Using black pepper. Russell Hanout is definitely one of my favorite Middle Eastern spices, which is yours. I actually have a drawer full of Middle Eastern spices, but the ones in uh, greatest rotation, I'd say, are the Russell Hanout, the Aleppo pepper, and dukkha, which, if you're not familiar with, is a fairly complex blend of spices, toasted nuts, and some seeds. But back to the Russell hanout, I'm gonna actually give this couscous and mix of spices and salt and pepper, a little bit of a stir as the water boils. So in winters, I love tossing veggies, especially root veggies in Russell hanout, olive oil and some salt, and then roasting them. Carrots, especially roasted in uh, Russell hanout, served with a tahini dressing. Mm delicious. If you don't have Russell Hanout at home, you can actually make a substitute with equal parts paprika, coriander powder, ginger powder, you can throw in a touch of saffron, or if you don't have any of these and you have some Indian spices in your pantry, garam masala is actually a great substitute. The water is now boiling, so I'm going to turn it off. That was quicker than I thought. In it goes, quick stir. And I'm going to close or cover this bowl up with a plate and let it steam away. The recipe calls for 20 minutes of steaming, but I'd actually like to test that with you. It typically takes me only 10, but this also depends on the kind of couscous you're gonna be using, whether it's the bigger pearl-like Israeli couscous, or the finer-grained one. There's also a couscous that's, that's larger than the Israeli couscous, and I, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's the Lebanese couscous, and that takes a lot longer. I'm gonna try going with 10 minutes, and we'll pop it open in a bit and check. Also remember that less water makes a drier couscous, which is good for salads or serving with sauces, and a little more water makes it softer and slightly stickier. The other thing to remember with couscous is that one cup of dried couscous makes roughly about four cups-ish of cooked couscous. I always seem to forget that and invariably end up with more than I need, but that's no bad thing actually because it stores well in the fridge for more than a couple of days, but important to remember anyway. Okay, next step, I'm gonna slice my onions. The recipe, Calls for paper thin slices. Let's see how close I can get to that. I'm actually using yellow onion here. White onion tends to be sharper. Yellow onion, I think, balances it out with a little bit of sweet. So Otto Lenghi's cookbooks are among my favorite to um, actually cook from. I was thinking back today about the first time I was exposed to his his food, Um, it was many years ago, actually. I wanna say about eight years ago, perhaps. And I was visiting my sister in London and she lived in Notting Hill at the time, still one of my favorite neighborhoods to visit. And I was sort of aimlessly walking about the neighborhood, soaking it all in, and I come across this, this cafe. And I had to stop and look in because the display, the window display was so enticing. Everything looked so scrumptious. It was filled with meringues and tarts and cakes. I wasn't planning to get lunch, but I had to step in. And I believe this was Otto Lenghi's first cafe in London. And once I went in, I forgot all about the the desserts because I came across This most delectable looking table that was laden with platters after platters of salads and all kinds of savory things, rices and mains. And it was just radiating freshness. And it it kind of reminded me of an Arab souk or an open market where, you know, things are sort of spread out and open and and fresh. And I piled up a plate with three salads and took it to the communal table at at the back of the cafe. And one bite later, I was hooked. It's the freshness of it and the vibrance. So that was my first experience with otolengi. So my onions are done. Next, we have the herbs. I'm gonna tear up the mint and cilantro. So what are your thoughts about tearing versus chopping? I actually use different methods for different herbs. Basil and mint, I tend to tear. I'm tearing the mint now. Thyme and rosemary I tend to strip off the stem and cilantro I actually almost always chop. This recipe calls for tearing though so who am I to argue with Ottolenghi. I do enjoy tearing herbs. It's so much more tactile and then it releases all these great aromas, leaves my fingertips smelling amazing. Mm. I could swear torn basil actually tastes better, especially in a salad. It releases more of its aromas. Also quick tip while we're on the subject of herbs. Got my coriander or cilantro here. I still say coriander a lot. Most people I know say cilantro. While we're on the the subject of cilantro slash coriander, while I'm tearing it up, a tip. Only discard the thickest part of the stem. The thin bits at the top can totally be used. They don't need to be thrown away. Lots and lots of herbs here. It's about 3 fourths of a cup of cilantro leaves and about the same, about 3 fourths cups of mint. That's perfect. Now I'm gonna blister these cherry tomatoes. I've got my pan here. You've gotta put about, I'd say, a tablespoon of olive oil into a large frying pan over high heat. I've got my cherry tomatoes here. I used to call them baby tomatoes. There are actually so many kinds and apparently they're fairly easy to grow. One plant I believe can produce hundreds and hundreds in a season. Okay, so the oil is heating up and I'm gonna add the tomatoes in a second and fry them for a few minutes. The idea is for them to start to brown and then split open. And blistering is actually a great way to enhance the sweetness of store bought tomatoes that, you know, may not be the best to begin with. In go the tomatoes. The juices that get released as a result of blistering them are pure gold. You're gonna to wanna to hang on to those in the end. So I've got the tomatoes in, the oil is hot. You can hear them sizzle reduce the heat just a bit but high enough for them to blister while that's happening I'm actually gonna very quickly toast my cumin seeds I've got about a teaspoon of cumin seeds here and you can totally just use cumin seeds that aren't roasted or toasted rather but I Believe that toasting is a great way to add a kick of flavor and a bit of crunch to your dishes. I'm not gonna toast the cumin seeds for too long. Just giving them a bit of a shake. Get an even, even toast. And then what I'm gonna do is take my mortar and pestle and give them a quick little pound. Again, this step is totally optional. I just think it gives it a great taste okay so that's toasted while the tomatoes continue to blister i'm going to give them one more stir i'm going to pop in these toasted cumin seeds into my mortar okay Those look good, the tomatoes are almost ready. And what you're going to need to do is take them out of your pan and put them in a bowl, juices included, and sprinkle them with salt. So that's what I'm going to do now, take them off. Meanwhile, I'm also gonna get on with frying these onions. We're gonna use the same pan. I'm just gonna give it a bit of a wipe down to clean it. When I cook, I try and dirty as few dishes as possible. That's usually my mantra. I'm gonna add the remaining three tablespoons of olive oil. Return the pan to medium high. In go the onions. You also wanna add the remaining one teaspoon of Russell hanout and a couple of pinches of salt. That looks good. And the idea is to fry these onions for 10 minutes, 10 to 12, I'd say. Stirring them occasionally until they're golden brown and soft. You don't want the heat on too high because you don't want them going black, brown, and crisp. You want them more sort of golden and soft. Couscous is such a great weeknight staple. I come from uh, the south of India and we eat a lot of rice, but often I'll use couscous as a substitute for rice in a, you know, a South Indian meal context. Couscous with dal or lentils, is a great combo, actually. I'm gonna quickly check on the couscous. Remember, I told you about how I think it didn't need 20 minutes and would probably get done in 10. Just lifted the lid. This is perfect. It's ready. I'm just gonna fluff it up with a fork. Because naturally, when when you steam it, it's a bit cakey and you wanna fluff it up. This is perfect actually going to leave this couscous to cool down meanwhile these onions have been frying for a bit they're starting to turn in color they're going to need another five to six minutes so we're going to let them we're going to let them darken and we're going to take a quick break but i'll be right back And we're back. I'm R.P. Menon, and today I'm making Ottolenghi's fluffy, tomatoey, juicy couscous salad. You can find the recipe in the show notes. Um, right before the break, we fluffed up our couscous and started frying our onions. They've now been cooking for close to 10 minutes. Now is when I add a fourth of a cup of golden raisins. Got that in there, and I'm gonna turn off the flame. Give it a mix. The raisins are gonna soften in the heat of the onion, and we're gonna leave it here to cool down. So this is gonna be our lunch today, my husband and I, and we're gonna dig into bowlfuls of of the salad. It's fairly filling by itself, but if we had people over, I might have served this along something heartier. You could do grilled meats and veggies, really hearty seafood or chickpea stew. I do like the idea of pairing it with something not dry, something with a little bit of gravy because couscous can be on the drier side. I've definitely got the hiccups more than once while eating couscous. (laughs) You know what's a great cure for that? A glass of extra dry, extra crisp Sauvignon Blanc. Now that's a pairing. Let's check on the couscous. It seems to have cooled down now. I'm gonna bring the onion and raisin mix and stir that in. Looks so good. Wanna get everything out of there, every last bit. To this. I'm going to add a third of a cup of almonds. Like I said, you could roast them and salt them. You could use unsalted almonds that are whole and then chopped. I've got almond slivers here. So in they go, got a third of a cup, perfect. Next, this lovely cumin that's still sitting in my mortar, in you go. and the mint and cilantro mix. We've got lots of it here. Some lemon zest. I'm gonna quickly zest some lemon, which I should have maybe done before, but you know, that's fine. Okay, so I've got the zest, but I did remember to get the juice, about a tablespoon of lemon juice, so in that goes. We're gonna save The tomatoes for the end. I'm going to top it up with those blister tomatoes. And here's something I learned actually from from recipes like this about blister tomatoes. I learned a little trick. Blister tomatoes actually make a great tadka. When I cook dal for instance, the tomato gets cooked with the lentils and at the end you do a tadka with garlic, onion, green chili, cumin seeds, what have you. But the thing I've been experimenting with is doing a blistered tomato tarka at the end, topping the dal off with it. Quite delicious. So I've actually mixed this salad in a nice deep mixing bowl, and I'm gonna let it stay in this. If I were to serve to guests, I would would obviously use a, a more decorative bowl. And today it's just the two of us, so it stays in the mixing bowl. We're now gonna to top this with those lovely tomatoes, juices and all. The best thing that I love about Middle Eastern food in, in general, and Otto Ottolenghi's recipes in particular, is the balance of ingredients that allows sort of every one of them to shine. You get to taste the individual ingredients and, and appreciate every one of them. Now it's not quite lunchtime, but I think I'm gonna to have to have a bite or two I'm actually going to give it one more squeeze of lemon because I like things a lemony. And in goes the fork. Get one of those blister tomatoes in there. And... Mmm. Oh, my God. That cherry tomato burst all of its goodness into my mouth right there. This is delicious. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to have another bite. So, what did you think? How did your salad turn out? Let us know by leaving a rating and a review. I can't wait to hear about it. Remember, we'll be playing new recipes weekly, so if you have a favorite Food 52 recipe you'd like to hear us make, email it to us at podcast at food52.com. Join us again.